0: Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM
1: 89.3. Asia Pacific stocks are trading higher this morning following a volatile session on Wall Street overnight. Sydney is leading the way. The ASX 200 is up 1% in early trade. Tokyo and Seoul are trading higher as well. How are Singapore shares doing? We'll answer that question soon. But first, I chat with Ryan Huang. All right, Ryan, Dow Futures up a hundred points this morning. Markets are trying to avoid a fourth straight week of losses. Volatility has been the catchword of the week with plenty of intraday swings. Investors have been assessing whether share prices rose too far too fast. They also have plenty of new economic data and forecasts to take into consideration. So I'm gonna put these into three categories the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start with the good. Property sales in the U.S. are surging. I understand that new home sales in the U.S. are now at their best level since 2006, back before the Great Recession, right?
0: Yeah, so quite a mixed bag of data, which resulted in quite a choppy session. So starting with home sales first, that was a blowout set of numbers. And that 4.8% is the fastest pace since 2006. So that is a really encouraging sign of how much, I guess, consumer sentiment is behind the property market. And I think earlier this week, we also saw another indication of the property sector going higher. And it is, I guess, um, a good indication of how the US recovery may be going along as what the Fed and Washington are hoping for.
1: On to the bad now, a rise in US jobless claims is suggesting a slowdown in the labour market.
0: Yeah, so you have the jobless claims and it came in at 870,000. That is slightly worse than the previous week's 866,000 and also falling short of the consensus forecast of 840,000. So all in, you are looking at maybe the recovery in the labour market stalling and also reflecting how maybe the stimulus measures in previous weeks and months are fading and now supporting the notion or urgency for another stimulus package to come.
1: right, on to the ugly. Goldman Sachs cutting its fourth quarter growth forecast for the US economy in half. That is a big change. So what is driving this pessimistic view?
0: Yeah, Goldman Sachs cutting it to 3%. And this is for the last quarter of the year. And that's because of the stimulus package. Uh, they are saying without a stimulus package, you are not going to get the momentum for growth to push up higher. Uh, so they are not very optimistic that you know, with uh missing stimulus package, the momentum can continue. But the good news is... They think next year will be better after this rather patchy uh, last quarter. That is because they think the stimulus package will come by then and the economy will be able to catch up.
1: All right, let's bring the discussion to Singapore and the financial sector. We've been talking this week about how local banks have been under pressure along with financial counters globally, amid revelations about potential money laundering. This morning, though, we have some good news for Singapore's banks. A global ratings agency says Singapore's banking system may be among the first to recover to pre-COVID levels. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, so it is maybe not a surprise for people here because we know our banks are relatively quite strong. In fact, DBS Bank has been rated one of the strongest banks globally for a few years. So what we have is another affirmation from a ratings agency, S&P Global, saying Singapore banks are in a good position to be the first to recover post-COVID-19. And I think that is testament to the buffers that the Singapore banks have been putting aside, the also exposure, the diversified exposure they have, so they are not too um, prone to any sector s- sector's downturn, such as oil and gas, and also energy. So they've been trimming that level of bad debt down over the past few quarters. So that is something uh, encouraging for the banking sector here, which has been, Mm. of course, facing quite a few headwinds on the dividends front. Absolutely.
1: I don't think we take anything for granted in a post-COVID world as we try to make sense of what that could look like. So Singapore falling into the early Exeter category of banking systems, uh, which include China Canada, Hong Kong, South Korea. On the other hand, banking systems that have been identified as slower to recover to 2019 levels, likely beyond 2023, include India, Mexico and South Africa. All right, speaking of banks, HSBC holdings fell another half percent yesterday to 28.6 Hong Kong dollars a share, its lowest level since early 1990s. And we have a report this morning that even many of its most loyal shareholders are losing faith in the company. Do you think that at these levels, some analysts would say HSBC is a good buy. Well, on the contrary, many observers say the stock is still likely to trade lower. What's going on?
0: Yeah, HSBC is one of those stocks that retirees buy just for the dividends, but in the past few months and year, that has really not worked out well for them. That's because they've cut dividends and they are facing plenty of headwinds. So I'm just going to run through just a few of them. So you have HSBC, of course, in the latest one, being linked to the transfers of dubious money linked to criminals. That is putting pressure on the stock market. It's also getting a bit of resistance from China uh, with its participation of the American investigation into Huawei's te- Huawei technologies. And a third one, I guess, is the UK Guidance for HSBC to cap its dividends. So that is another reason not to have HSBC in your portfolio. Mm. So all that in, you are looking at a stock down by 54% on the Hang Seng. That is the worst performer on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange this year. In London is down by around 51%. So HSBC is having a tough time.
1: They're struggling. One more group of stocks to watch from Hong Kong, CK Hutchinson Holdings and CK Assets. Now, both companies are owned by Hong Kong richest man Li ka and his elder son Victor have spent nearly half a billion dollars since August buying shares of these two firms. We like to track direct-to-deals as it's often a very good indicator of where value does or does not lie. So in this case, have other investors followed Li's lead?
0: Yeah, so not even the so-called superman is getting a magic touch on this one. So typically when he buys something... Like Warren Buffett, he gets a huge following. But with this purchase, uh, you're talking about CK Assets. Its stock is continuing to drift lower, same for CK Hutchison. But there are plenty of reasons why. And that is because the industry as a whole is not having a good time. And that is looking at the hot operations, the retail sector. That is being pummeled by what's going on with the outbreak of COVID-19, the mm. slowdown in global trade, people going outdoors. All that is really, well, at least for, in the short term, putting a bit of pressure on the stock. So maybe it is going to be one for down the road, a long-term look.
1: Yeah, speaking of being pummeled, the International Air Transport Association says it expects it'll take another three years until air travel returns to pre-COVID levels. Two pieces of news, though, about how airline companies are coping with the downturn caught my attention this morning. One carrier is raising funds through an unusual manner. Another is going to offer COVID-19 tests for select flights. So it's a tale of two airlines. Tell us more.
0: <laughs> so if you've got some plans for the weekend, maybe this will help, um, or no plans for the weekend, this will help. Qantas <laughs> is trying to sell everything it can to get it through it, the pandemic. And this is going to be including its loaded bar cards for $1,000. So it's got all the drinks in. All you have to do is buy it and they'll ship it to you and just have to prepare for a Monday hangover.
1: <laughs> 10,000 have been sold already.
0: 10,000 pajama sets have been sold already. Oh, yeah, yeah. 1,000 yeah. cuts have been sold. So oh, that only is... 1,000? Uh, something, I guess, you can add on to the number, Michelle.
1: <laughs> I don't need 1, that much. Uh, I don't need that much more alcohol in my house. All right, uh, Qantas has suspended almost all international flights, by the way, until the middle of next year. Its shares are down 45% since January. Shares of United Airlines doing even worse. They're down more than 60% since the start of... Of the year, 9.14 on the clock. The Straits Times Index tumbled more than 1% yesterday, all the way, in fact, to 2,450, its lowest level since April. Ryan, is the STI finding support at that level or is it under further pressure this morning?
0: Yeah, with what we have overnight, we saw modest gains on Wall Street across Asia. We are also seeing uh, encouraging signs so far. So that is pretty much on track. We've got STI in the green by 0.5%. Two thousand four hundred and sixty-three. We talked about the banks earlier on, so all three local banks are in the green right now. We've got DBS leading the way with a gain of zero point five percent. Singtel bouncing back from twelve-year lows is now up by 09 percent. SGX also continuing its good run after its tied up with in. India's uh, National Stock Exchange is now in the green by 0.2%. All right.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at
1: MoneyFM893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.